Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 243. It is made possible this week by our sponsors, Backblaze, Squarespace, and Pingdom. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I am joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Oh, what a great week it is. It's one of the good ones. <laughs> Who is going to be first at WBC? That's three episodes away. Um, that's 246, well, so that'll be Federico. Oh, no, that's good. Go. That's good. Because oh, I want to come out last. Get the big cheer. Look, we're, we're going to walk out together. As I say, I I'll think. probably just introduce you at the same time. You'll still have to say my name second, though. Everyone will then the, cheer, and it will sound like it's all for me. Or I use your this, celebrity couple name. Which is? <laughs> uh, I don't know. What would y'all's name be? I don't know. Matichi. I like that, actually. <laughs> Matichi? <laughs> With a Y? All Ys. All Y. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> oh, my God. No, M-Y-T-Y-C-C-Y. That's awful. That reads like Matichi. I like that even more, though. It's good. Oh, well. And we also have, of course, Mr. Federico Vitici. Yes, hi. Terrible week. The uh, going second. The yeah. predominant half of the celebrity couple. <laughs> Wait. If you'd like to think so. Why is that? There's more of his name in it than your name. But I've, I've, I've put wise all over the place, though. Yes, sure. more wise, yeah. Hmm. But when we changed it to wise, I, I think I took over. M-Y-T-Y-C-C-Y. Y'all, I think you have... Uh, yeah, there's more, there's more of Mike's letters in there. Sorry, Federico. Yep. So this is what we do now on these This program. is what I'm like as a person. Like you, at first it's just like a little bit and then I like infect you, you know, like You've I just described like, a virus is what you've described. That's what I'm like as 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 a friend I am basically a virus. It's good that you think this of yourself. It's reassuring. Look, I I I'm a firm believer in knowing yourself. Sure. Mm. And then then you can get along in life. I know myself. I know who I am. Sure. This is what you what you get when you do meditation with Headspace. They mm-hmm. tell you that you're like a virus. Yes. <laughs> I'm pleased that it worked on you, Mike. <laughs> I don't like Headspace. I have no problem oh, no? with Headspace. My problem is with the Headspace guy. But it's all been cleared up for me since we got AirPods. I've complained in the past, right, about the Headspace guy, that, that like Adina would listen to the same things all the time. The, the monk? <laughs> oh, I he's don't know. The, he's, he's like a, a British a monk. guy. He's a retired monk or something. Okay. But he's always talking about chairs or whatever. It annoys me. (laughs) But (laughs) two things happened. Follow up. Follow up. Hold on. This is more important. Adina got a subscription, so she stopped listening to the same, like, Uh... small clips all the time. And then she started wearing her AirPods in bed. So now I don't have to hear Mm. it at all. She's a a Headspace pro now. She is. She is. Until she takes her her AirPods out and leaves them on the kitchen counter, (laughs) naked and alone. (laughs) Yep. I'm going to talk to yeah, her about that so, when I see her this summer. Yeah, we're going to have She knows a talk. that I shame her on this show, but she doesn't care. Because she doesn't listen. To oh, man. Look, I tell that's, her. I was like, I, I, I spoke about it again, but she just doesn't care. Okay. I feel, I feel well, like our, our next connected shirt should just be like a table with AirPods on it. <laughs> oh, that's good. And no show branding just says, don't do this. That's good. <laughs> that's good. Or like a T-shirt with a pocket on it and the two AirPods are just poking out of the top. Oh, that's oh, good, too. Who does that? Hey, uh, Adina. Hey, hey, oh. uh, Cylinder, call Cotton Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> call, like you, like you speak to them on the phone. Yeah, we time. have like the Batman red phone kind of situation yeah. with Cotton Bureau. <laughs> yeah, They're we have special, special access notice. that you don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. the T-shirt signal. Yeah. <laughs> the T-shirt signal. <laughs> okay, let's 
save ourselves and talk about iTunes. Oh my God! No, um, moving on. Okay, um, moving today's on. Today's show is brought to you by. <laughs> you can do follow up. Just gonna skip Come over on. iTunes. Uh, get it over quickly. Come on. According to Nine to Five Mac, the new standalone music app on macOS will be AppKit. Not. I thought we talked about this. Did we talk about this? Anyways, yeah, well, it's yes and no. So, like, basically, at first, with the first round of like leaks, Nine to Five Mac reported that iTunes would become music right which was going to be marzipan yes and then mark german said uh, it's uh, going to uh. be a standard mac program whatever that means mm. and now nine to five have put out a secondary report saying that they have since clarified what they know sure <laughs> everybody's <laughs> clarifying something <laughs> well now i'm clarifying for them and now it's a it's going to be a standalone music app but it's based off of iTunes because a lot of people are saying that it basically is iTunes, but they're saying that it's like a new application with some of what iTunes has. Okay. Uh, you know, we're just trying to like close the loop here. Mm. I really like this era we're in of dueling Mac rumors when it was just German at nine to five and his reporting was outstanding, but now you have like German versus nine to five and it's very exciting to, to see them kind of like either agree or more interestingly disagree with each other. So mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, um, I think it makes sense not to make iTunes like the, the music app for, for the iPad in the sense that the people who use iTunes, they are accustomed to, to certain features, you know, advanced features that you don't have on iOS. So I think to sort of ease the transition because some iTunes features are going to be new marzipan apps but the music stuff um i feel like the people who manage their music libraries really care about these advanced options i think it's a shame because my hope was that like yes they were gonna have to make the music app a marzipan app and make it really freaking good that, but... that was what i'm what i was getting at that <laughs> this makes sense but i'm disappointed because it likely means that we will not get uh, all these features uh, you know smart playlists and just being able to import mp3 files with drag and drop on the ipad because the idea was if you're gonna have to do this on the mac well at this point why not also do the work on the ipad but if they're gonna keep it a standard mac program which is an excellent definition um it's my guess, favorite phrase now the mac program i don't know why you said program <laughs> like i don't know why you did that it, sound, it sounds businessy it's you know this is a program it's not uh -huh. an app it's a program yeah, that's that's when business gets done um but yeah, so I guess it likely means that the music app for iOS will not get the advanced music management options from the Mac, which is a shame because it's, you know, it's about time. At least um, the smart playlists and being able to import uh, music files, because I mean, mm -hmm. I'm paying for Apple Music and one of the features of Apple Music is iCloud Music Library, but that functionality is effectively absent from iOS. Yeah. So. I, I wonder if this is just a stopgap until they can get the UI kit app more features you know like if say that they were working on this for a while and they said you know we can use this for a little while but yeah. eventually we'll transition because it doesn't make any sense long term for this to be the plan like well, you've got to make the, the ios concern, version better right like if they're still moving forward with a non-marzipan version that doesn't look good for what they would need that application to do in the light of marzipan right Exactly. Right? Like, and, th that's not a good thing, right? It's a bad thing. Like, it's actually pretty bad for Marzipan, where they're like, oh, 
we'll just keep making a standard Mac program instead. Yeah. But it's also bad if they did ro- say they took the music app off the iPad now and plopped it onto the Mac. A lot of like music users would be upset that, oh, Marzipan ruined this application. That, yeah, iTunes wasn't great, but it had all these features and Marzipan apps are baby apps. Like it also avoids that argument. So I, I could see why this makes sense for now. What if it's all, what if it's all a conspiracy? to remake iTunes as an AppKit program that is, however, terrible, so that everybody starts wishing for iTunes to become Marzipan. Exactly. Yeah. That's the conspiracy. You heard mm-hmm. it right here first. I like this. And you guys wanted to skip over iTunes. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I mean, now we've got conspiracies. Up next, we have the Powerbeats Pro. We spoke about their launch in the U.S. last episode, and now we have some information about its international rollout. So later in May, whatever that means, uh, Power Powerbeats Pro will be available in the United Kingdom, France, Germany, and then a bunch of other bunch of other places in June, including Italy. So it looks like by the end of the summer or midsummer, both of you will be able to order these. But I, I imagine that you will still buy them in California. Yeah, jokes on Apple because I'm gonna buy them in San Jose. So is that a joke on Apple? Like. Well, it is you... for me. It is. Okay. So that, that's okay. that's the you know that's what they get for postponing the Italian launch to June. It's also assuming that they are available in stores because right now, at least, they are still. They would be for me. Wow. Don't worry. <laughs> they are still pretty backordered. I'm looking right now, and it, yeah, pickup for the black ones is still June 17th at my store. Not a problem for me. I'm gonna say I came from Italy just to buy this device. <laughs> Why don't you give it to me? What's wrong with you? I came all this way for this. I booked a trip just to buy these headphones. (laughs) They told me they would be here. You do have a a tradition of buying audio products on our summer trips, so it's it's time. Exactly. Because you bought some Beats headphones two years ago. Last year, you bought four HomePods. No, no, that was the same year. Was it the same year? HomePod and the Beats headphones in the same store. Yeah, the first time was you bought an iPad. That's right, at the old company store. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was a fun true. day. Mm. We have some sad news. If you were super into the Warren Buffett game, it has been pulled from the App Store unless you are in the United States. So it's available in the US App Store, but not international stores, apparently for no reason that, that people can understand. I think it's because of us. I yeah. think they're punishing <laughs> us. I think we killed it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Uh, I've heard from so many people like over the last week or so, but like Warren Buffett's a nice guy. I- I'm sure he is. But the whole thing's still hilarious. It's That was honestly, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit uncouth to talk about this on your own show. That's one of my favorite connected segments of all time. It's pretty good. The whole Warren Buffett thing. Because mm-hmm. again, the only reason I know this is because for the last week or so, people have been sending us clips from Overcast. Yeah. Which I loved this feature so much in Overcast because I get to hear all the things that people like. And yeah. uh, there were lots of clips uh, from the mm. Warren Buffett segment. <laughs> Look, Warren Buffett is a nice, maybe a nice guy. I think his wildly out of control ego is the problem here. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> We've established you know. <laughs> this already. Nice guy, big ego. It's fine. He's lovely, but uh-huh. you know, his ego is a bit of a problem. I mean, he, he had a game made for himself. Oh, Very, and uh, remember I said about the guy writing open letters? That's Carl Icahn, not Warren Buffett. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's an important That's the guy who likes to write letters. Uh, yeah. yeah, like, oh, they, yep. they just dilute it all and give it back to That's the, the guy. That's the guy that people call a serial investor. 
Is that the guy? He's really into breakfast food. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can I, can oh I read God. something for uh, Joe over at Macro? No, wrote this no article. you cannot. You've, you've lost the right to speak on this podcast. That's difficult for a podcaster. <laughs> that is. You've put me in a bad spot. <laughs> this could make everything a little bit more tricky. This paragraph was so perfect. Given that Warren Buffett's paper wizard only takes minutes to complete and that Buffett's high score of 15,350 is seemingly unbreakable, the game appears to be little more than a short-lived novelty. As such, it is not at all that surprising that the game has already been pulled internationally. I want to issue a challenge. And we'll talk about challenges later on. Challenges are very important now. Uh, I want to issue a challenge to connected listeners. Someone has to beat Buffett's score. I want to bet it's impossible. Like, I would bet money that the game is programmed so that you cannot beat that high score. That that is a perfect score plus 100 or something, right? Because we've already (laughs) established Warren Buffett has a big ego. So, you know, of course, he scores on people. Mr. Face of Diet Coke. This guy. Uh, was it Coke, Coke Cherry or something? It was. That was this brilliant. is the same guy that had a Coke made for him in China and had yeah. Bill Gates play ukulele at his party or something. Like, <laughs> I want to see someone beat Warren Buffett's score or the closest to it. That's what okay. I want to see. So uh, tweet those with the hashtag Beat Buffett, and we'll see him. Oh yeah, <laughs> hashtag Beat Buffett. I love it. That could be. That could be misinterpreted. Maybe. Well, yeah, it's like a it's like a food music thing. The beat okay. buffet. The, be- <laughs> the beat no one buffet. likes beats. Okay. 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 That's some follow up, but we have some tiny topics, some little items to discuss. But first, I want to tell you about our first sponsor. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Backblaze, the unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs that start at just six dollars a month. I'm gonna tell you guys a story. I know. That I seem old and wise now, but I wasn't always wise. I've always been old, but I wasn't always wise. And in college, I had an aluminum power book that had some water damage, and I lost a bunch of work from college and my high school years. Some of it was copied to an external drive at work, but a lot of it wasn't. And that data's gone forever. It's just, it's just gone because I didn't have... I can't even imagine a Stephen Hackett that wouldn't have 25 redundant backups. This is why I am the way I am. This mm. moment changed my life. And I'm here to tell you that you don't have to go through the pain I did because Backblaze would have saved my bacon, but I didn't have a backup. And you can you can embrace the security with a free trial, 15-day free trial with no credit card required by going to backblaze.com slash connected. Backblaze backs up documents, music, photos, videos, drawings, projects, everything that's important to you on your computer. And it's not just locked away in the cloud somewhere. If you need access to those files, say you're on the go and you need a pages document that you know is on your iMac, but you're at the beach, you can log in with their super easy mobile app and access that data and pull it down right on your phone. Backblaze has backed up over 750 petabytes and counting. That's 750 million gigabytes. That's a lot of data. These guys simply know their stuff. So don't be like young Steven. Go to backblaze.com slash connected for your unrestricted free trial and to let Backblaze know you heard about them here on Connected. That's backblaze.com slash connected. Go there now. 
Thank you to Backblaze for saving us from countless day disasters and for their support of this show and Relay FM. It's hard for me to imagine that you were ever young. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I guess that's possible. That's a long time ago. No one should be like young, Stephen. It's just mm. like a good life lesson. Yeah, I mean, I guess in the 50s, you didn't have computers. So it makes sense that mm-hmm. you didn't have a backup. Yeah. Well, you know? I said computers, I meant stone tablets, but you know, you got to kind of fit it into the ad read, you know? Okay. <laughs> Tiny topic number zero, for some reason. We spoke, I spoke a long time ago about how my Instagram ads thought that I, quite frankly, was a woman and had lots of lots of products designed and pitched to women in my Instagram. And we kind of came up with the idea that I don't have a Facebook account my wife and I both use Instagram, obviously, from the same IP address, and they've just mixed us up with lack of outside data. And for Lent this year, my wife and I gave up Instagram. We uninstalled it from our phones. I have returned, but she has not. She, I think, is leaving Instagram behind. And uh, this has fixed my ads. My ads are now super relevant because I guess they only see my account activity at this IP address, if, if our theory holds up to how this was working. So I... Um, I owe my wife a big thank you that I'm getting better ads on Instagram. That's so weird. Weird, right? It's so weird, it's but really I think weird. it fits in with how we assumed it was working. So yeah, that it was it couldn't pull from Facebook. Mm-hmm. I guess, but I wonder where it's getting information about me from because I don't use my Facebook account. But is is your Instagram account? But they're tied together, and so it, they have basic yeah. biographical information about you, that you're a certain I age, guess. a certain gender, you live in a certain place. So, I think that for me, most of it is episode 219, by the way, when Stephen spoke about this. Um, if you want to get a bit more context, you can do that. I think for me, it's like it is pulling a lot, which is probably now is for you, from the accounts that I follow on Instagram. Right, I I wouldn't be surprised if it like goes to that as a second tier if it's not getting enough data from you about Facebook, mm-hmm. but for you it was pulling from the closest Facebook source that you could get to, uh, and it's not. And again, like I reckon I don't have this problem because Adina uses Facebook, but she doesn't have the app installed. Hmm. She just uses the web browser because yeah, she doesn't know. like the Facebook app. So yeah, it's it's terrible. That might be what's going on. But that is super interesting. It's It's weird. (laughs) I guess congratulations. I guess. It's a lot of ads for things that are very relevant to my interest all of a sudden. So, How was it to give up? How long was it? Like 30 days? Yeah, however long Lint is. Uh, And what did that mean? Did that mean not using it or just not posting? Yeah, we we uninstalled it from our phones. And uh, I think at one point I looked in the browser because someone sent me a link to something they wanted me to see, which I was fine with. But... uh, it was weird. I uh, I definitely missed it, and I don't think she did. So she, I don't think she's coming back. Hmm. Which means she's now on no social media because she's also abandoned her Twitter account. So damn. Yeah, good for her. If a tree fall in the woods or something, right? That's right. I mm-hmm. mean, if you don't get a retweet, how do you know your feelings are real? Exactly. I don't Domination. know. It got dark. Tiny topic number one. We're taking a trip down to Dongletown. Anchor has made. A super weird dongle. This is my favorite stupid dongle. Please explain this because I read this and I'm still not sure I understand why. It makes way less sense when you see the images that Anchor provided to websites. Because the images that Anchor provided to websites is a MacBook Pro 
with a dongle coming from the USB-C port to which Apple's Lightning earbuds are connected to. Mm-hmm. It is a Lightning mm. to USB-C audio dongle. So when you look at the images that are in the, the Verge blog post, which were, say, provided by Anchor, I looked at it and I'm like, why does anybody want this product? Who needs to use their Lightning headphones that badly that they would pay $30 to be able to do so? Um, Now, Anchor is saying that, again, I don't know why they provide the images that they give. The the dongle is actually really for the iPad Pro. Yeah, show that in your images. Which makes a little bit more sense, but I still think that it's like... So, so if I travel, so when I travel, I obviously take my AirPods. But as we've discussed, AirPods are not good on planes, and so I bring regular my regular headphones that I'm wearing now, mm-hmm. and it means I have two adapters now. I have a Lightning version of it and a USB C version of it, so I can use it with my phone, my iPad. But I guess if I had Lightning headphones, I could just get away with one adapter. But like, I don't even know where my Lightning headphones are. I think I used them one time. But see, I feel like at that point, though. You're better off with because I guess the iPhone's the problem, isn't it? Because I'm thinking like any other headphones, but the iPhone you would still need a a lightning adapter for that. But anyway, this is just like the weirdest friggin' dongle because it's lightning to USB C for audio only, but all of the images show laptops, and I love the thought of somebody plugging this, getting this whole setup just for their laptop. What a what a weird world we live in. I, I we have remained in the depths of Dongle Town for way longer than yeah. I thought we would. We're in the Dongle mm-hmm. sewer at this point. Like it, it's bad. Like it's the, the USB C situation still not really clearing up. If if the iPhone would move to USB C, everything would get easier. Yes, it should be there. Okay, if you buy this, please let us know with the hashtag Weird Dongle. Why do we need to hashtag every single topic now? You, f- you feel like you're some kind of live TV event. Because we're trying to, you know, make podcasts um, viral. And hashtags uh-huh. are the best way to do it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I have some sad news. The best color of the iPhone XR being blue is rumored to be going away with 2019's version of the phone, which I've seen called XR2. I've seen called 11R, which is weird. That will be 11R. Yeah, I just I think eleven is weird. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do. What if it's like ten RS? That'd be that'd be exciting. Ten RS. Yeah, that sounds like IRS, which is not a good name. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. The no, iPhone like it. IRS. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Mark Gurman, along with uh, others, have. Surfaced colors of or color samples. This is what this looks like is like someone smashed a bunch of IMAX and there's like broken pieces of colored plastic everywhere. Yeah. Well, the, what it looks like to me is like these are somebody's either broken these off of plates or they're like broken samples of yeah. the glass that's going to go on the phones, right? Because some of them have got these weird like corners to them, which clearly look like the corners of a phone. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it's strange. Th- so the colors are, what are they, like white, silver, or like white, yellow, red, 
uh, purple, black, and green are the colors. So they've removed coral and blue, which in my opinion are the only two good colors. The blue is, is incredible. And the blue's great. I love the coral. I, yeah, and it's good the too. The coral's divisive, but I like the coral. But yeah. I do like the idea of a purple phone. Yeah, so so the new ones would be purple and green, replacing mm-hmm. coral and blue to kind of That's get it. that into one sentence. The, the green is fine, I guess. I think the, the lavender, as they the call yellow? it, would do well. The yellow is bad. The, the yellow, yellow is bad. bad. The yellow is bad. So we'll see. Uh, I would be sad if blue goes away because I really like the blue 10R that I had, but I still think about it all the time, but, um, Oh yeah. You, you did have a 10 hour for a while. Yeah. I used it for like a month. You, you went crazy and you bought all the new iPhones. Yeah. I'm using a 10 S, uh, cause I got rid of my Macs after that experiment, but oh my God, that was a great profit to me. Cause Steven gave me his old, uh, 10 S max battery case. So I was the real winner of that whole thing. Okay. That battery case is big. I used it for the first time this uh, weekend. Oh yeah, dude! It makes the phone, the Max real bulky. It's a big boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. very heavy at that point. Yeah, but it's good though. Like that smart battery case. It's it's very it's very clever, right? Like it work. I, I mean, <laughs> news news flash. But yeah, like I I like it. It's like it's a it's a nice little piece of technology. But I also I don't like how you I don't like where the uh, the lightning port goes in. It's in a weird position, like it's way too low down, right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's good. Like it, the getting in and out is is easier than the uh, the regular cases, which is kind of funny. It's very floppy at the top. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I use, I use the battery case anytime I travel, and it's mm-hmm. it's fantastic. But I can, I mean, and Federico, are you still using it every day? Still every day. Yeah. Why do you need... Okay, I've wanted to ask you this. I'm just so used to it. You yeah, work at so, home. Like, what are you doing with your phone that you need the battery case on it every day? Well, it's not like I never leave the house. What's that first like? First of all, yeah, you open the door and you walk outside, yes. Huh. Outside? Uh, yeah. Um, can be weird for some people. Um, weird. I just don't like that when it's like 11 p.m. or midnight... Uh, without the battery case, I would get the red battery icon on my phone, and I just don't like it. I don't like the idea that I have to charge my phone, but I'm still not going to bed. Um, also, that's a problem when I need to take screenshots, for example, if I'm working late. Yeah, screenshot patrol. Screenshots, I, just, I just cannot accept the fact that one of my screenshots would have a red battery indicator. That would be that would be a sin for me. Wow. Don't you um, have, like, systems to clean that stuff up, though? I used to, I don't do it anymore. It's not worth it. We talked about this a hundred years ago and we used to have, I'm trying to log in. We used to have a Tumblr where we booked screenshots of people like phones with bad battery life. But I think we, I think that died. I just don't like being shamed by my phone when it's 11 PM or midnight. And so with the battery case, I just, I just forget about it and Mm -hmm. it lasts all day. And then when it's 3 AM, when I'm going to sleep, just put the phone on the, on the Nomad wireless pad, and it's mm-hmm. and it charges. That's mm. perfect. Yeah. So, uh, but I did remove charging. the case a few days ago um, because I needed to do something with like um, one of those tripods that I needed to take a video. Um, and I was surprised by just how <laughs> thin and light the phone actually is. I love taking the case off of my iPhone. It's like, yeah. it, well, I've been having this because I've been using the bridge keyboard, right? Which I love the new Bridge Pro. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. I know that you're that you're not as sure, Federico. Like, but 
it's the perfect thing for me. I'm so happy to have it. No, back. no, I think it's it's grown on me since okay. uh, you know for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I absolutely love it. But having my iPad Pro out of the smartfolio now, it's I love I've like fallen in love with the design all over again. It's like mm-hmm. this thing's like a piece of paper. How mm-hmm. is it so thin? It's uh, amazing. That, yeah, it's incredible. But I have no stickers on it right now. I need to fix that. It's very upsetting. On the iPad itself or on the bridge? Yeah, because all the stickers went on the smartphone. So, so you're gonna you're gonna sticker the iPad directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I've always done in the past. Yeah, I just I don't know. Gotta go, gotta go big or go home, man. Federico, you have some news to share with us. You have launched a new podcast on Relay FM called Adapt, and I would love to hear all about it. Yeah, um, so this is a new iPad-focused uh, podcast that I'm doing here on Relay FM with my partner in crime, Ryan Christoffel, is one of my writers at MacStories.net. Um, we've been thinking about this format for uh, a few months now, uh, and the way that I think about it is um, sort of an evolution of Canvas, which is the podcast, the iPad podcast that I used to do until last year with Fraser Spears here, here on Relay FM, and since the uh, since Canvas ended, uh, I've been thinking, uh, well, personally, I've been itching to to get back into doing a podcast about the iPad, but sort of trying to do it in a, in a different way. Um, and Ryan actually came up with the idea of um, structuring Adapt around the idea of a challenge. So every two weeks, when they're, you know, we're releasing episodes every two weeks, in each episode, there will be at least one challenge. And the idea is to challenge yourselves to do more on the iPad, to get more things done on the iPad. But that is not just sort of like the tagline of the show. It's actually part of the show itself. So the idea that one of us, or maybe both of us, we will challenge each other, and maybe in the future we will accept challenges from listeners as well, to get something new and unusual and weird and difficult maybe done on the iPad. Uh, so, for example, in the first episode, Ryan challenged me to uh, get work done using a custom keyboard on the iPad, and um, which was fun. And uh, it was, uh, and I think for the next challenge, I have to write and publish my one of my posts in Apple Notes. So Ryan is terrible. What you should know about the show is that Ryan is a bad person. Um, yeah. So this this show's been under <laughs> development for a while and federico and ryan created some demo episodes to like try it out and so that it, i've heard a few challenges that federico set and a few <laughs> challenges that ryan set and ryan is really mean <laughs> he is about, <laughs> but to be honest i will be honest federico if we, me and you were doing this show together i mean you're dealing with federico Vatici here like, mm-hmm. if I'm setting a challenge for you to do something on the iPad, I'm going to make it really hard, right? Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. if it's a simple one, I know you already know how to do it. I see the things you do. I would, mm. you know, it has to be like these wild things. So I think Ryan's doing the right job in pushing you yeah. to your limits. Yeah. So the idea is that we'll challenge each other to come up with solutions um, to try and win the challenge or at least try to complete the challenge. Um, so that's, that's going to be the main uh, focus of the show, the idea of the challenge. And again, each episode, there will be at least one, maybe more. We'll see. Uh, there will also be topics, of course. We'll do follow-up and we'll do Q&A. Uh, as with other relay shows, you can use a hashtag, which in this case is hashtag askadapt and ask us questions and we'll reply to your questions on the show. So I guess the idea 
um, the, the way that I look at this, at this new podcast is I've, I've been working on the iPad for seven years and I'm going to talk about it on that big story that I told you guys I was working on. It's coming out next week. So that's uh, going to be fun. Um, but I've been working on the iPad for seven years. Ryan is also using the iPad Pro as his main computer for three at this point, I think. And we know a lot about the iPad, but there's still so much that we don't know about other kinds of apps that people use or other kinds of use cases for the iPad that we're not familiar with. And so part of the reason we're doing this is to sort of try and sort of get a little bit out of our comfort zone uh, because it's easy for us and especially for me to get accustomed to certain workflows and certain automations, certain apps, and sort of without having to try new things. So it is a way for me personally um, to try new things, to try new apps and discover more of what's available on the iPad and on the App Store. But it's also a way to prove how all kinds of dif- different things can be done on the iPad and iPad Pro these days. And so uh, it's got that kind of message uh, that underlying, and it's right there in the name of the show, Adapt, which means, you know, um, trying to change yourself in a way and, and adapt to a different computer, uh, trying to get work done in a different environment. Um, I'm super excited about doing this. Uh, I like, uh, I really like the idea that Ryan came up with of the challenge and trying to push ourselves to try weird, difficult things. Um, and of course, I want to thank you guys for having us do this show, really. It feels like a perfect sort of a, you know, this is the, Mike, if you will allow me, the uh, the Pokemon analogy. I guess this would be the Charizard to canvas uh, Charmander, in a way, you know? This is the yeah, you, big you, evolution of wait, the show. Wait, why did you skip, what's Charmeleon? Why did Who you cares skip? about Charmeleon, man? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> nobody likes the middle pokemon nobody so they're all pretty bad right yeah yeah, yeah. poor middle pokemon yeah. i'm a middle child i'm basically the little pokemon of my family well you will always be the last one to me mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. <laughs> thank you i'm the final evolution <laughs> At least on every other episode. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. We're doing this. It's every two weeks. Um, new episodes will come out on Thursday. Today is just a special launch day. So every two weeks on Thursday, new episodes of Adapt. Uh, that, that would be relay.fm slash adapt. And episode one is available today. Excellent. We're really excited about it. It's uh, I, I love the format. Um, you know, the idea of taking... Like canvas, it's like canvas and Dubai Friday had a baby, and mm, we have yes. adapt. So <laughs> I'm very excited about this show. Uh, so I've, I've heard a bunch of episodes already, so I know the guys are good at it, and I'm, I'm really excited to see what wild things you can get up to, especially as we move into mm. the summer. Yeah, there's a iOS <laughs> 13 coming up, so I'm really I'm... <laughs> keen to see how the beta process affects the challenges. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, we'll see. Well, so thank you guys. Thank you everybody. I hope you. I hope you like what we've been doing here. There's a lot more coming in the future. And again, um, Ryan is mean, but uh, he's also he's also a good friend. So mm-hmm. he's a good person. He's not really a bad person. He's just mean to me. You know. This episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. It lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more. 
Maybe you want to create an online store, or maybe you want to have a portfolio to show off your work, or maybe you want to blog about working on the iPad. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that lets you do all of those things. And there's nothing to install. There's no patches to worry about. You don't have to log into a server somewhere and upgrade it. You just don't have to worry about that kind of stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you need any help. The system allows you to quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, and all of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. When building a website, the design of it can be really sort of challenging, making something that looks good, making something that looks good on all the devices. And Squarespace templates are a great place to start, but I love how customizable they are. You can go in and change typefaces and colors and spacing and all these things. You can even do custom CSS if you want to roll your sleeves up and and really change the where the way a theme looks. And the best part is you're not going to break your site. Squarespace's platform handles those changes with ease so you can experiment and fine-tune to your heart's desire. Squarespace plans start at just $12 a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card needed by going to squarespace.com connected. And when you decide to sign up, use the offer code connected to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain name and to show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com connected and the code connected to get 10% off your first purchase. We thank Squarespace for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. It is about halfway through the year, um, but we're only a couple of weeks away from WWDC when we're going to find out a lot of what the next six months, probably maybe more, year, to nearly two years are going to hold for us, right? We're going to find out a lot about what Apple's going to be up to, especially what's all the software. So I thought... Wouldn't it be a great time now to look back... To declare my victory earlier. Wow. To look back at the predictions that we (sighs) made at the beginning of the year to do two things. One, to do any early grading. And two, to see how we're feeling about them at this point. Uh, I think this also will help get us into the predictions mood because we're going to be making our WWDC predictions in two weeks' time. Mm-hmm. For the mm-hmm. for the love, so we can you know crown my victory on the live show. So uh, we let's take a look. We can go. Why don't we like go back to them? We'll do the original round robin order. Each of us can read the prediction that we made um, in rounds one, two, and the risky pick round, round three, and mm. uh, we can we can talk about them a little bit. All right. So I guess I'm first. Uh... There will be a new Apple News subscription service for content from select publications. And you already got that point, man. Got that, that point. That point is locked up. It's green in the document, which means um I win money because it's green. Um so you That's know not, uh, perfect. Why do you think that, that is that what? Oh there's no money involved? There's no money. Well, okay. well I don't know actually. It's is that legal? To, is it legal for us to put money in this? I don't think we want to get into cash prizes. It's only between the At three what of us. point does this game become illegal? Exactly. <laughs> I will say I have the awards for the WBC predictions. They are here in my office, ready to be packed to go to California. Are you touching them? Well, they're on the other desk. I mean, I can go get them, but that's not necessary. Those are really heavy. Well, 
One of them's really heavy. They're really heavy. One of them is. Uh, I hope the heavy one is is the last place one. You get you get right. to go home with an overcharge on your package. Can you exactly. tell us? Can you tell one. us which one is the heavy one? No. Mm. Wow. Just one of them. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Wow. You're okay. a you're a mood killer. I sent you a photo of the eBay box that came in. It's pretty sizable. Yeah, it didn't look good. It looked pretty, looked pretty sketchy. You know. You know. Actually, uh, I did something that I didn't tell you guys. Um, oh God. What size iPad is it? <laughs> when you sent me that picture. I zoomed in on the label mm. and I googled the name of the person um, that was on the address. Oh, damn. And I tried to figure out if that person was also selling other items online, hmm. but I couldn't find anything except for a voter registration database. So that person that sent you the box is registered to vote in the United States, Stephen. Good. Um, oh, it makes me nervous that it's come from a person. Yeah. I don't like that. Because that's not like a shop that sells awards. It has like, to be something used. So my my that's, theory that's a big concern. My theory is it's a used Apple computer of Piece some of kind. Apple junk of some description, <laughs> right? Like that's effectively what it's gonna be. So lesson for your dad, next time blur the labels because yeah. we young people we can zoom in on that stuff. Yeah. We got good eyes. That's what you get for sending pictures. Good detective work, even though it didn't get you to where you wanted to Why be. Why is he not talking anymore? <laughs> I, I think he's worried that you you found him out. I'm just letting you all s- cycle down <laughs> further and further into fear. Oh, my God. He bought a performer for us. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> One for each of us. So Federico has a point for the Apple News Description Service with publications. Good job. Thank you. I had Mac Pro ships. By the end of 2019, I feel like we will know more about this at WWDC, so too early to call. Or by the one. end of 2019. So, Or by the... T- yeah, I, <laughs> I, this is not in my prediction, but I think I said at the time, I fully believe that this will follow the iMac Pro idea announced at WWDC, you know, teased, and then ships at the end of the year. How okay. do you feel about this pick now? I feel less confident. I feel less confident than I did at the start of the year. They told Matt Panzerino it's a 2019 product. I'm like, you can't lie to Matt. He's like the nicest, coolest guy in the business. You can show it and say it's a 2019 product. It can still come out in 2020. What I'm going to be really sad is if the first one ships like January 3rd, 2020. Which would be brilliant, That's going to be. (laughs) That would be pretty great. I think. Don't do it to me, Apple. Don't do it. I think that this should be judged on when it can be bought. Yes, I agree. Yeah, when you can order yeah, one. When you can order one, I think is fair. Because, you know, they could put it on sale on, like, December 15th, and it shows up. Stephen is literally writing that into the document now. You can feel the fear emanating from his fingers as he typed that into the to the document. Um, my round one is Apple launches a subscription service featuring original video content. Almost. Almost there. Yep. And we don't know if it's paid or not. So is it a subscription service if it's free? Or is it if it's bundled? I'm gonna give it yellow for now. Yeah, because I still I still think subscription doesn't mean paid. You just yes, it does. No, it doesn't. You just subscribe. You like sign up. You like you don't yeah, subscribe here we go. for free. Well, sure I you, guess you can subscribe for free. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's the RSS model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they do it via RSS, you get the point. I don't think that that's true, no. but I'm still confident <laughs> that I'm just gonna lock that one right. This is up. yours. Yeah. Like it's just a matter of when it shows up. Yeah, because it might and not. And TV, right? TVOS and everything just got updated, mm-hmm. which we're not talking about because I don't think any of us. I'm still super mad. It, 
I'm so mad. Why? I don't Why know if mad, there's Mike? something particularly wrong with The Office, but it just nothing's in any order of seasons. Oh, metadata's tricky. All of my other shows are, but like I bought it all from iTunes. Wait, it's the worst. Did you buy The Office box set? Yes. Yeah, I have the same problem. It doesn't categorize box sets by season. It does episode one of each season in a row. And then episode two. <laughs> but you know how you can fix it? If you yeah. search for The Office, I've said this before, it's still the same. If you search for The Office, and then you can choose between seasons. But if you go through your library, that, that, that's how it works. Uh, something through, I don't yeah. like on the Apple TV. Why is my library the final tab of like five tabs? No right? Idea. So you've got like what I can watch now. This is in the TV app. And then you've got like the two new stores. Like, sure, it's fine. I don't mind the stores being in there. But I feel like my library, the stuff I've already bought from you, should be easier mm-hmm. to get to than the fourth or fifth tab in the selection. Yeah. The- I just bought the box set of House. It was for sale for like $20 mm-hmm. on iTunes. And mine were a bunch of torrented rips. And it downloaded all whatever it is, 150 episodes or something. But they're all the same season. They're labeled like season one, comma, episode one. Yeah. And I haven't looked at it on the Apple TV yet, but I, I would guess that it's broken as well, just like The Office yeah, is. there's something wrong about the box sets. Like it can't – if you go through your library, it can't work it out. But if you do a search for it, then you can pick mm-hmm. by season and then it will let you – Go for it. I did have a suggestion today on my iPad to, to watch a show that we've been watching. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, it's oh, like, yeah. okay. Yeah, I've, I've seen some of that. And it's pulling from other apps, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's early days. I think they'll iron this out. You know, for a long time, uh, I had heard that a lot of the iTunes data entry and like sort of like how stuff gets into iTunes is actually not Apple. It's like an outside contractor. And so maybe they just need to update the mm-hmm. way they do it. I bet they get it strained out. I mean, it's only been like six years <laughs> since the Apple TV came out. They'll figure it out. This has only been a problem since tvOS, though. But that's old mm-hmm. enough at that point. So four years, mm-hmm. five years. Up All next, right. Federico said some things that mm. were very – I have lots of questions mm-hmm. about in light of recent rumors. Yeah, um, this was based on what we knew at the time. Um, iOS mm-hmm. gets a tabbed Windows feature that all apps can implement. Um I guess we have to clarify, because at the time, what we knew was what German said in 2018, that iOS 13 mm-hmm. was going to have offer apps the ability to open multiple views as tabs. Mm-hmm. And he specifically mentioned tabbed windows. Um, I guess that in the, the, that in the prediction segment, I mentioned that um, the design wasn't clear, but the main idea was we need to be able to open multiple views per app. So I guess... That's not the prediction, though. We do it as it's do, written. Do, right? Do you say tabbed windows. So they have to be tabs. If okay. it doesn't look like Safari, <laughs> you're in trouble, my friend. <laughs> no, it has to look like a, like a tab and a window. So, all right. Yeah, like Safari, right? That's what I mean. Like, there's tabs. Like Safari is not in the prediction. No, but like that's that's what a tabbed window is. Well, that's you can design a tab window in many ways, so mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like Safari. Well, it just has to be tabbed. M- Mike went too far. With it. it just has to. Have I was tabs. trying to like paint a word picture because mm-hmm. tabbed windows doesn't do it. I think you have yeah. to like, but you like, know, like uh, but like Safari is not in in the prediction. Just just no. m- making sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't yeah. say it there, but the, I, I'm just trying to imagine like how well, we're going to visually be... judge it. It can be like on the Mac that you have multiple tabs in a title bar, maybe. Um, yes. 
This like I already a, know that we're gonna fight about this. Um, that's gonna be a bad one. That's gonna be a real. That's gonna be a real bad one. Yeah. But uh, maybe it won't be so difficult if it is just multiple instances because that's not tab windows by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. So we'll yeah. find out. Yeah. All right, Stephen, you're up next. I am up next. I said the MacBook Escape. No, please don't use this. No, don't use the name. The MacBook Pro 13-inch, comma, two Thunderbolt 3 ports. <laughs> that was definitely that, that was definitely easier. Just say the MacBook Pro with the ask button. You don't need to use nicknames. Just use... Oh, my God. The MacBook Pro without a touch bar is going away is what I said. There is still lots of confusion. Apple didn't update it last year. They also didn't update the one-port uh, MacBook. So uh, I, I still think this is on the table for this year. Maybe not this summer, but maybe this fall, they'll get around to straining up mm-hmm. the the deal with the sad, sad notebooks. Uh, mine was my second round. On iOS 13, the iPad home screen features more than just app icons. I still feel good about this one. Yeah, based on nothing. I think you're gonna get this one. Um, it's it's generic enough that features more than just app icons. Um, you could yeah. easily get the point. I feel like for once I actually worded yeah. a prediction right. Yeah, this is a good prediction. We move into a risky pick round, and just as a reminder, basically uh, it's all to play for until we get to risky picks. Because if you get a risky pick correct, you get two points but if you get your risky pick wrong then you lose any pre you lose one of the previous points you may or may not have scored um so federico what was your risky pick my risky pick was reminders gets a major update and then there's a parenthesis that says how do we decide major an explanation on stage at <laughs> wwdc or with the side past that uh not graded some features federico would like to see but there's not a list here. I guess I mentioned tags and, no. and saved searches and that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I could get this one because recent rumors have indicated that Apple is going to release a new reminders app for iOS and macOS. Mm-hmm. This also happens to be one of the things that I heard many, many months ago. So I guess we'll see what happens. But I feel pretty confident about this. Uh, reminders got its last redesign in iOS 7 so uh that would be 2013 6 years ago i think it's i think it's about time for a reminders redesign uh, it really sticks out compared yeah. to files or apple notes uh it's time for an update and i feel I feel pretty good about this one i think you've got this one pretty mm-hmm. much buttoned up mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at this point it's funny now like i agree at the time it was prob- it was a risky pick but now it feels like maybe of all of your picks except the one you already got the one that's most likely yeah, this would not be a risky pick if you picked it today, is what we're saying. Yeah. Well, you cannot change what has been said. I know. It's in the past. It's in the past. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, why don't we talk about yours, Stephen? How do you feel uh, about this one? <laughs> I don't feel great. I don't feel great. So I said, as my risky pick, that our Max will ship in 2019. You didn't need him to ship, did you? I should have said... I think I've overstated this. Mm. I think this is going to cost me. We told you you didn't you didn't have to say this, uh, but you did, uh, and now you will reap the consequences. I don't fully regret it, but I do somewhat regret it. It would have been more than enough to just say like shown off or like spoken about. 
here's the thing. I was I was tempted by the glory because if I get this right, it's going to be spectacular. But I'm probably not going to get it right. I tell you what. So I'm ready to up the ante a little bit here. You can't change the rules. No, we're not changing the the rules. I'm merely upping the ante on this one. Mm -hmm. If you get this pick right, I'll buy you one. (laughs) Ho ho! If Steven gets this right, I will buy. Wow! Wow! If you get if an Mac by the base configuration though, it does Federico stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. If the new, if the new <laughs> Mac Pro is an R Mac, get the base one. Get, get, get the base Mac right, Pro. I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get to add to this. No, 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 no. no I'll get add to it. If the Mac Pro is an ARM computer, I will buy you the top of the line one because there is no way that is happening. <laughs> oh my As God! Our Mac, I will you're gonna buy. spend thirty thousand pounds <laughs> to buy this computer. Can't use the relay card for that, buddy. Uh-huh. It's got to come out of your own money. Because what it's gonna be, if you get anything, you're gonna get a MacBook, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The one port. Casey, one port Casey MacBook. Because as well, I want to say uh, I feel like this is going to cost me dearly, and if I win, it costs you dearly. Uh, my risky pick is that Apple will release an iPhone subscription service that bundles a device, Apple Care, and a selection of Apple content services into one monthly payment. I, st- I would feel mm. better about this mm. pick if they had announced a bundle already. However, however. Yeah. The fact that they haven't released a bundle could also work in my favor, favor because this could be the bundle. Here's here's kind of what I think about this. I feel like at the iPhone event in September, we will see video content, Apple Arcade, and if there's any time this is going to happen, it's going to be with the new iPhone. Mm-hmm. So I feel like until the September event, this is still on the table in my in my mind. Yeah, we don't know anything. This is this is a September thing, one hundred percent. You know what? As I've said this, I'm remembering like Apple's current issue with the iPhone. I think this is happening because they're doing so much weird stuff when it comes to selling the iPhone right now. Yeah. Trying to trying to sell them again because they're they're struggling. This could be a way to do it. Like they make the could be. upgrade program more attractive by including more stuff in it. So. Hmm. Yeah, it has to be basically. I think it's still going to be the upgrade program, but there has to be more in it than there currently is, right? Because the upgrade program includes Apple Care and the phone on a monthly payment, but they need to add in content, which I think they will do. It, it's been such a weird year. You know, I was thinking in prep for this show. Some years we get a really big March event. They've done that the past couple of you know. In the past, we got the nine point seven inch iPad Pro. We got the iPhone SE. We've gotten other things in March. This has been a very odd year for hardware so far and and other things, right? We saw the video media event, but that's really been about it, really, right? We've, we haven't had a lot of other stuff, and so it feels like it's going to be a fall-heavy year. Well, but the end of last year was a lot of hardware, though, right? Yeah, th- yeah. And maybe that's just the the way it's going to be, right? Like, we- do, you rem- do you remember the year... We were already doing this show, so it's been in the last 80 years or so, where Apple didn't have any hardware until the fall. Like, there, was no, there wasn't even, like, a cable. Like, nothing. It was a strange year. I have year. a vague memory of that, yes. I have a vague memory yeah. of that. I think it was, like, the year that the music event didn't exist or whatever. They stopped shipping iPods. Mm-hmm. So that's our picks. I am. I'm definitely leaning towards Federico winning this one. Do we get um? Can I be as the temporary winner of this? Wait, uh, 
actually, 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 mm, Mm. I'm not feeling too bad about myself because I think Federico's round two could be a problem for him. Yeah, I think so. We'll see. We'll see. I think you got Um, too specific. You pulled the classic Mike Hurley. Yeah. You got too specific. You you already mic'd that one. As the temporary winner, uh, do I get anything? (laughs) What? No. Right now? I don't. This is a half year check in on the predictions, mm-hmm. and yeah. I'm the temporary and all we're saying is winner. You're healthy. I'm the interim winner of these predictions. No, nothing? You guys are cheap. Um, should we mention the non graded extra picks? If you want to do them quick. Just for funsies? Yeah. yeah. I said Air Power <laughs> is released. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I, also said, I also said new Air Power. Yeah, are but yeah. Air Power so, ruined everything. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned uh, Shortcuts 3.0 in the sense that Workflow was the first version, Shortcuts was the second version, a major new version of Shortcuts shown off at WWDC with a new developer framework for integration. A deep Shortcuts and open also framework. gets <laughs> folders and AirPlay actions in God, 2019. This is stuff. very you specific. You really went for it, didn't you? Thankfully, it's not graded. <laughs> you think you're going to get them all? No, them all, all, all of them. All Unless of them. you know, did you play this with like a loaded deck? Like, did you know? You, you know, I don't share my secrets. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know. Here I don't you know. Go. I'll up the ante, no Federico. Idea. If you get all of those, I will buy you shortcuts. You get <laughs> no. That's impossible. <laughs> you get an R Mac from Mike too. Uh, <laughs> I said and got this right. Someone on Apple's executive website will be leave or be fired. Oh, you got that right. That- it's not like you never mentioned it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I believe this was the beginning of the year of Stephen. Yes, it most certainly which was, we're still in. I also said, uh, which <laughs> in hindsight this seems ridiculous that it was allowed. WBC will introduce a multi-year plan to move the Mac and iOS closer. Well, duh. Like I don't know. This seems really obvious that this is what's happening with Marzipan. Well, but it, it, you can say whatever you want in extra picks. It doesn't matter, right? It's true. Mm-hmm. Which is good for you because you said some crazy things. Headpods, uh, which is over-ear headphones, and at the 2019 iPhones start at lower price than the 2018 iPhones. I still don't think that's crazy. Those are not that's crazy. Those are not crazy. crazy. Hmm. It's not crazy. I, I wonder, I, I think, I don't know if they're going to go to lower pricing, even though they did that in some international markets and they sold more iPhones there than in other quarters. So, yeah, you know, supply and demand. But I wonder if the iPhone pricing stays the same or it is lower, but it's the same price if you add the bundle. I did not say what territory. So I probably will wow. get okay. that. Okay, in India, it's okay. Wow, okay. So that's, that's it. I didn't yeah. say, did I? Yeah, you you like to win easy. But it's okay, not, I don't sure. win from that. It's just, you know. Well, it's not you, you win in, in honor. Do you have any honor? Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> Only a little. Um, <laughs> anything i can do to win. yeah i'll give up all my honor i, don't care. I have no shame <laughs> well uh yes thank you for your congratulations i'm really happy to be the temporary mm. winner of these 2019 predictions mm-hmm. i appreciate your support mm-hmm. thank you guys well wwdc is next and i've got first picks so and i have a whole list i'm gonna destroy oh, yeah? you it doesn't matter you know right yeah. like yeah well, my picks one and two I can pick literally anything I want. Yeah. So well, I don't care. I got I got better ones. It, it doesn't matter if they're better. <laughs> if I get the points, I get the points. It doesn't matter. Yes, I feel like we're playing we're playing unfairly. We're not playing unfairly. Yeah. There was a process. I won it. 
right? No, not that. I feel like Federico knows things. And I don't know anything. Mm. I don't talk to Look, nobody. We all know nobody some talks things, to me. and we all know what Guillaume told us. This is like we can pick whatever we want. I'm just gonna go and pick yeah. my favorite things from from Mark Gurman and Guillaume Rambo, and they're gonna be picks one and two. And then for risky pick, I have to go a little bit off the reservation. Yeah. Oh, I want to say mm-hmm. actually, this is well, I'm adding another rule in. We can't reuse any of our picks. Hmm. Interesting. Can't get the same points. Okay. Right. I think you're right. We have 2019 year picks. You can't. We can't reuse the picks for WWDC. Okay. Right? I agree. I we agree. have to pick different stuff. Motion approved. Okay. Will mm-hmm. you put that in the document somewhere, Mike? Yeah. When I tell our friends about Pingdom, mm-hmm. this, as previously rumored, this episode is also brought to you by Pingdom, the company that makes website <laughs> performance monitoring really easy. Everyone loves a fast website, and Pingdom is helping keep your favorite sites online. Netflix, Amazon, Spotify, Twitter, BuzzFeed, Slack, and RelayFM. These are just a few companies that trust Pingdom to take care of their website monitoring. Websites are complicated. We're way past the era of simple HTML pages. And Pingdom is prepared for this. It can monitor site transactions, things like user registrations, logins, checkouts, and much more. Because Pingdom cares about your users having the smoothest site experience possible. And if disaster strikes, you'll be the first to know. We've all been there where we find out our website is down because someone sent us a tweet. Don't be that guy. You can be ahead of the curve with Pingdom. And it's super easy to get started. All Pingdom needs is the URL, and they just simply take care of the rest. That's it. So go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you sign up, use code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and Relay FM. So you bought another phone, huh? Did. you get this time? Another late-life crisis. <laughs> Cycling through them. <laughs> What's going on here, Stephen? Come on! I like that Stephen's current, like, just just in general, his his way of of just dealing with us is silence. I've noticed this recently. Just yeah. a lot of silence. He's very, yeah. It it really is turning into our dad. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just disappointed in us. I for years have kept a Android phone around. I feel like knowing what is going on in Android makes me a better Apple commentator. Because it's uh, it's important to know all throughout the industry what's happening. And my previous Android phone was a Nexus 5X. It was a couple of versions behind on Android. It's a pretty old phone at this point. And uh, I did not pick up a Pixel 2 or 3 because, honestly, this is a phone that I, I don't use very often. I just couldn't justify that expense. But the Pixel 3a, which is was announced at Google I.O. a couple of weeks ago, is their sort of cheaper entry-level mid-range phone. Uh, hit the uh, hit all the the things for me. So it was it was a cheaper phone, but still a Pixel phone. So it had the default Android experience, is what I want. I don't want my Android phone to be cluttered up with Samsung junk or you know something like the OnePlus phones which I've looked at before. They use Oxygen OS, their sort of layer of stuff on top of Android. I want the the pure experience. That OnePlus, that new OnePlus, looks incredible. Right. Have you seen any of the reviews for that? It's like, uh, yeah, because it's all I had in, uh, it's all I had in my YouTube sub box was like five or six reviews. But yeah, it's like six hundred and sixty nine dollars, which is nice. I'm not the first person to make that joke. Won't be the last. 
but it it's got like the pop out camera and all that kind of stuff. It looks really good though. It's mm-hmm. like seems like it's way overpowered yeah. for the price. Super interesting. And and the Pixel Three A is three ninety nine, mm-hmm. so a lot cheaper. Wow. Now there are trade offs here. Mm-hmm. That we should talk about. The 3A is got a plastic back, so it is incredibly light. Like when you pick it up, it doesn't weigh a thing. There's no glass back, so there's no wireless charging either. It has the same camera as the Pixel 3, but it has a uh, an older CPU. And at least in my experience with this, so I've had it uh, like a week and a half. I've set it up. I did not put my SIM in it, so I want to be clear how far I was willing to go because iMessage lock-in is real. But Slack, Twitter email, everything else I would normally do on my iPhone that I have set up on the Pixel. I've been using the Pixel 4 for the better part of a week and a half. And I really feel like I've spent a a lot of time with it, much more than I have in the past. And, you know, the hardware is, is snappy enough. It's not the fastest phone I've ever used. There is a concern out there that Android phones, Pixels in particular, for some reason, get slower over time before they should that they don't age very well if that happens with this phone this phone is going to be a mess because it's already a couple generations behind as far as its cpu and if that slows down over time that's going to be rough it's fun in dita bones review on the verge in his youtube video you can he like puts the 3a and the three next to each other you can you can really see that there is difference like and it is noticeable and mm-hmm. and and like you're saying it feels fine when you're using it but when you compare it to what is available now in the higher classes of cpus you can see the difference so i think it's going to be intriguing to see what happens to that phone over time yeah absolutely but you know for for a secondary device that's fine uh for me i will say the pixel camera is super impressive. It takes great shots in bright light. It takes incredible shots in low light. It has the night sight feature where you can basically shoot in the dark and see well beyond what the human eye can see. The camera is really great. And I'm glad that they brought that to this cheaper entry because that's really the hardware that makes the Pixel stand out uh, just head and shoulders above a lot of its competition. Samsung has good cameras too, but the Pixel, if you, if you just want to buy an Android phone for the camera, the Pixel 3 or now the 3A, totally the way to go. It's really made me reconsider what Apple's doing with its cameras. And I think for a long time, the iPhone was the best smartphone camera. I don't think that's true anymore. And I think that seeing what Google and others are doing really shows where Apple is sort of focused on some things and let other things go. And yeah, it's a single camera. So, you know, you don't have the zoom, you don't have the wide angle that you do on other phones. It's rumored to come to the iPhone, but for a single lens setup, the quality you get out of it is, is really remarkable. And I really give mm-hmm. them props for leaning into that. Uh, I know you have felt the similar way about your, your pixel three. Mm-hmm. I think the camera's better. It, it It's not, it's not about whether the camera's better. The images that you get from the phone are better. Because it's happening mm-hmm. in the processing, right? Like that's where Google is shining because they have whatever they have to make the images look as good as they do. Um, so, you know, I I think it's, I think that it continues to surprise me whenever I use it, just how good it is. Are you running uh, the current version of Android? Or are you running the Q beta? I'm not on the beta okay. just because for this conversation, I wanted to run what the, the stock version mm-hmm, is. Mm-hmm. And that does lead to some issues. So one thing that has been 
talked about in the Apple community is that the next version of Android has very iPhone 10-like gestures to go home mm-hmm. and enter multitasking. And on Android 9 Pi, the current version, they're like only halfway implemented. Yeah. So like you still you tap the home indicator to go home instead of swiping up. And it's sort of weird coming from an iPhone 10 or especially going back and forth the last, you know, 10 days or so. Oh boy, have I gotten confused a few times. So I, I understand why why Google's done it. There's a really good episode of the Vergecast we'll put in the show notes where uh, Neelai and Dieter interviewed some Android executives at Google and they really pushed them on this of like, hey, did you just rip off the iPhone, which is what a lot of Apple types are saying. And they basically said, well, it's what people want and we think it's a really good system. Like, you know, and I think it is. And I think there's there's reasons that Apple got to where they oh, are. Damn. I, I guess the answer is yes then? The answer seems to be yes. And honestly, like, I don't get worked up about that sort of stuff. Everyone steals ideas from everybody. I don't care if you're going to own up to it. Yeah. There's a lot of things in Android I wish iOS would copy, mm-hmm. uh, one of which uh, I've thought for a really long time that we'll talk about in a second. So all in all, I've been really impressed with this phone. Um, and the the bigger thing, though, of course, is the software. So for people who have tried this coming from the iPhone, you're always going to run into apps that are iOS only. So like Overcast, for instance, is how I listen to my podcasts. Not on Android. And so this is a podcastless phone for me. But I will say the number of apps that I use on a daily basis that are on both platforms and are good on both platforms, that list is better than ever. And there there are really only a few apps that I use on a daily basis that aren't here. So Overcast isn't here. Uh, Day One has an Android version, but their Android version does not support their end-to-end encryption. So... I was not going to unencrypt my journals to use it on this phone. So I don't have day one on here. But, you know, Slack, Twitter, YouTube, Apple Music, which just feels really weird on Android. It's, it's it, very strange. Dropbox, Instagram, Nest, like these things that I use every day, Instapaper, they're on here and they are perfectly fine equivalents to what's on iOS. Some of them, like the Nest app in particular, which I've complained about on the show before, is actually really good on Android because you can make shortcuts on the home screen to go to individual cameras to quickly turn them on and off. We're going to talk about that in a minute. I want to talk about Nest, actually, before we finish today. Yeah, rest in peace, Nest. But uh, And the Google Assistant, like, there's no contest. Everyone circles around what Apple's doing Mm -hmm. with Siri, and that is something that is not not good. They're, They're killing them there. So I've been really happy with it, and I'm not going to switch because there are iOS apps that I do depend on, and I prefer the experience of iOS. But honestly, the degree to which I prefer it is less and less over time as Android gets better and better. It is, it is good. Like they seem. I mean, iO they didn't show off a bunch of stuff that was that exciting, except for like I liked the Google Assistant working locally so it's like super fast it doesn't need to go out to the web anymore but it was i don't know unless they're going to show off more later in the year it, it doesn't seem like a crazy good uh feature release to be honest like it just if if this is what apple did at wwdc i'd be kind of i'd be kind of frustrated i do want to talk about nest though because you mentioned it so at google io uh google effectively killed nest um, what do they call it? It's called Google Nest. Mm-hmm. And so they they're doing a, a couple of things here. 
the brand. So Nest was an outside company. They bought it several years ago. And they kept it kind of outside, didn't they, as well? They did. It was it was inside Google, and then it was in Alphabet, yeah. and then it was like it's it's moved around a lot. They fired basically anyone who's ever run a, a department at Nest. It's been a, a bloodbath. At the same time, Google had the Google Home products, and they have basically merged those things, which I think makes sense. Like, why would you have two smart home effectively brands or companies mm-hmm. in your company? Like, put them together. But I think Nest is going to lose out on that. So like the new Google Home, which is like the little home pod with the screen that goes in your kitchen, that's now branded Google Home Nest uh, or Google Nest Home, or it has like a super long, confusing name. And Google Nest Hub, and they have a new one called the Google Nest Hub, Hub Max, which is a 10-inch display with a yeah, camera. That's quite the, the mouthful. Mm-hmm. But the core Nest features and and products, the cameras, the security system, the smoke alarm, they haven't done enough with that. I worry now that they're never going to get around to improving them. Simple things like I have the security system in my office and I have a camera in my office looking at the door and the windows. And if the camera is turned off, but the office is armed and the alarm goes off, I should be able to tell it to turn the camera on. Best I can tell, I can't link those well, things. I can't say, I can't say, Hey, when I arm the office, turn the camera on. Like, why Why can't I build... What is the point of that? Yes, yeah, stupid. It's all, like, individual things. And you can do some things with, like, geolocation. So we have, you know, some cameras come on if we both leave the house. But they, they need more of this sort of, like, macro control that they just don't have. And I just worry that stuff's never going to happen. And it's kind of made worse that Google has basically shut off access to Nest Partner Program, where you can interact with the Nest stuff through other services and other partners and they say they're going to relaunch it and like they're building it to be more secure but they just killed all of it well what they're doing is what they're doing is now they've killed off works with nest right which is what you were talking about now it all has to be through google assistant it's all google assistant now so Mm -hmm. apparently they're going to try and make some stuff better with google assistant but a lot of the third-party companies uh, been issuing a bunch of statements about the fact that some of the stuff that they do straight up will not work with Google Assistant. Like it just with what Google Assistant can do today, it won't work. And Google didn't tell any of the companies in the works of Nest program that they were doing this. Everybody found out during Google I/O. Google says that they're doing it for privacy, um, which. I, I believe, right? It's like, I'm not saying that they're lying. Like, I believe them. That's why they're doing it, that they feel that this is a better method, right? To not let people tie directly into the products, but to go through this layer. Um, but it seems like it's making it more difficult for owners. Like, IFTTT support is going away. Google Assistant has way less hooks into the Nest products than works with Nest did, and they're not planning to replace that functionality. If I was somebody like you, Stephen, who bought quite heavily into Nest, I'd be really annoyed about this. I, I am. And uh, so I, I recently had a family member help them install a bunch of Ring products. So several cameras in the security system. It's all, it's all owned by Amazon now. And I'm telling you, like, if I was starting over today, if I, if I already wasn't like several hundred dollars into Nest, I'm probably almost a thousand dollars into Nest hardware around my house because I got the thermostat too and a bunch of other stuff. I would go to Ring. Mm. Like it all works better together. The app is better, especially on iOS. The software is easier to understand. Nest, like the Nest app is downright confusing in places. And like Ring has got it figured out. And 
Ring actually ships new products. You can get doorbells, which now Nest has, but you can do motion lights with cameras, like all of these things that Nest just, they've been too busy infighting to actually innovate on anything. And it's really frustrating. You would hope that that's part of why Google did this is so they could actually start shipping products, right? With with Nest branding yeah. on them. Um, this ring is killing them. But like, I believe it's the privacy stuff, right? Like the, the Nest, whatever that Nest system was, was just not secure enough for what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Because the whole all of Google I.O. was focused around talking about uh, consumer privacy and like a lot of the features that they were talking about was about, you know, giving users access to privacy. I think Google are really scared of what Facebook has done to consumer trust in technology companies because Google really needs that data. And I think they are worried that people are going to start to get more skittish about where their data is going. So they just were constantly talking about privacy controls and practices like throughout the entire presentation. I think that they're a little bit concerned right now, which is good. Probably not good if you have Nest products, it would seem, but like I think it's good in general. <laughs> yeah, so I think I just don't have faith that Google's going to handle Nest well because they haven't handled it well since they bought mm-hmm. them. And I I mean, it really is frustrating as a, as a customer and a longtime customer. I've paid them lots of money over the years. And to see what my family member has been able to do with Ring products, it's like, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to switch. Like the, I'm way, in way too deep, but I could see if someone's coming new to this market, like I would say don't don't invest in Nest at this point heavily because the future seems so uncertain. TG, you don't have any Nest products, do you? No, no, never got any. At some point I did some research, but um, it was impossible to buy a Nest product in Italy. Yeah. Uh, you couldn't uh, order them from, from Google. So I had to, I found some sketchy guy on eBay, but yeah. I, you know, I, I didn't like the idea. For home yeah. security stuff, yeah. I think you, you just buy what's available to you, right? Like, it, uh, I think yeah. it's worth yeah. messing around with that. Yeah, I've never, I mean, yeah. if I had um, a heating system that could have used a Nest thermostat, I would have, I would have gone with one. Uh, but we don't have a, a system that can support it. And I thought about the smoke alarms as well, but again, we're not allowed to replace them. So I've just never, mm-hmm. I've just never bothered with any of that kind of stuff. And like, it's never if you're into HomeKit. So like, like the Echo B stuff works with HomeKit to a degree. I know Federico, you play with cameras that work with HomeKit. If that's important to you, like, neither honestly, neither Ring nor Nest is going to be uh, <laughs> up your alley. Mm-hmm. So like, you have to make all these decisions about ecosystem before you populate your home with smart home stuff and i'm just looking forward to the day where that's not true oh all of the echo integration with nest is going to die it's also going to all going to die and won't be replaced jeez it it just seems like the wrong move (laughs) there's there's an article in the show notes that the verge wrote up and they have like just this box in the middle which is just like a list of the most popular integrations that will just straight up die and probably will never come back and like the the echo the echo stuff makes the most sense because Amazon and Google are not going to work together very well on this. Mm-hmm. So that's all going to die. So the ability to adjust the thermostat, display the Nest camera feeds on the show, like that's all going away. Good times. Thanks, Google. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for the phone, but please fix Next yeah. Nest. Does that do it? Are we done? I think so. I think so. Feels like a show. If you want to find links to stuff we spoke about this week, if you want to learn more about iTunes programs, you want to read about weird dongles, you can find links over on the website, relay.fm slash connected slash 243. They're also in your iPad or your iPhone or Android or whatever podcast client you're using. They're probably in there too. It's interesting that you went to iPad first. 
Yeah, well, I meant to say podcast client, but then iPad came out, so I was trying to like save the sentence, mm-hmm. but now we've drawn a lot of attention to iPad it. iPad client. iPad client. Mm-hmm. If you beat Warren Buffett's score, please tweet with the hashtag. Beat Buffett. Beat Buffett. Let us know about that. And uh, what else could you do? If you're from the website, you can send us an email with feedback or follow-up. Um, those are always welcome. You can also send us... You can find Adapt there. Relay.fm slash Adapt, Federico's new show. That is true. Beautiful orange artwork that's awesome. So go check out Adapt. Uh, it's really good. Uh, go check it out. I challenge all of Connectors listeners to go and listen to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Cowards. Calling you out. <laughs> you can give us feedback on Twitter. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And Mike spends his days podcasting at relay.fm slash shows. Mm-hmm. You can find a bunch of stuff Mike does there. You can find Federico on Twitter as well, Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I. He is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net, where some very exciting things happening next week. Stay tuned. Make it your homepage. Just make it your homepage and you won't miss it. Okay, let me do that. Yeah, why would you want to use Max. Google? Why would you want to use Google? Can I make it my yeah. homepage? Your How do you do that in Chrome? Preferences somewhere? Anyways, go do that. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH and I write 512pixels.net. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Backblaze, Squarespace, and Pingdom. Until next week, gentlemen, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Adios.